Market Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now Cause it probably won't last Patches, poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. And to start, Ooh. it officially started. Oh, is it me that's doing this? I, I need to read the notes first. You Hold should on. go for Give it. Me a second. See, when I asked if everyone was ready, I was ready, but I was just pulling everything Jonathan, up still. Jonathan wrote those notes. He should know. I mean, I want welcome. whatever i'll start now welcome to portland vanity soccer podcast episode 64 season 3 episode 20 ding dong the witch is almost dead um so today we're going to talk about some weird stuff in the ownership group and what's going on um we're going to talk about a fun little rsl review um, even if we, I don't really want to talk about it, but we will. There's some fun thorns updates and maybe even a World Cup update. Yeah. Hey, I'm Jonathan from Northeast Portland. Hey, I'm Randy, Northeast Portland. And I'm Greg in Northwest Portland doing a shot of whiskey to get through this bummer of an episode. And Josh in Westland. <laughs> Josh. Come on, Greg. That's just an excuse to take a shot of whiskey, isn't it? Shut up. <laughs> I'm drinking. Uh, We're not going to enable you, man. For Mark and absolutely no one else. Uh, I am drinking Sierra Nevada Hop Splash, uh, Mr. Mark Prince Metal. It is a no alcohol carbonated water with a little bit of hops, and it's fantastic. How does it compare to the um, Lagunitas one that you like that we uh, had? That one's good. Yeah, so I like this one better because it's in cans, which sounds uh, very ghetto. But again, with any hoppy beverage, the the hop flavor sticks around longer in in cans. And so the Lagunitas was in a can. No, it's it was a in bottle. bottles. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Pelican Brewing's got one, a new one that I, I want to try that. Um, because they're local, man, and I like Pelican Brewing. I am. Also Did you know that Pelican? Uh, Pelican is is a tasty, tasty brewery except there's this i think there's this flavored as well it's got some kind of lemon flavor or something too yeah no i i recommend to anyone so like one of the biggest problems with the lagunitas hop water is that it was impossible to find and when you did find it you basically had to buy all of it otherwise you wouldn't have like you know another three days it would be gone and there was no ability to order on amazon or any kind of delivery service and someone literally was selling it for $140 for a like case on Amazon. I was like, what the hell? And so uh, Sierra Nevada Hop Splash. So you bought you five have, cases? I bought all the cases. Um, you can have delivered freshly, uh, fresh directly to your door. Uh, and it's it's perfect. How did you have enough room to buy five cases with all that toilet paper you're hoarding? I don't hoard toilet paper because I have two bidets that leave a sparkling clean beehole. Man, I don't. Th- How do you dry yourself off? It's got a little dry setting. Oh, okay. yeah, I, and it works. It, it does. 
It's actually right. kind of a little bit too warm sometimes. So McAngry Pants on Reddit, who wants to know <laughs> our starting 11 of podcast tropes we intend to steal, starting it right back is the beer review. Ooh. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I think I think at Keeper has to be uh, burning a ref card. Mm, yeah. Yep. All reliable, solid, dependable. Yep, absolutely. Uh, theme songs for everything is uh, what? Center back? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it's a solid center back. Yeah. Before we go on too much farther, I'm going to just address that I screwed up the last two episodes and uploaded subpar stuff. The audio was terrible. Stuff cut out. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know why it happened. It shouldn't happen anymore. I want to thank the listeners who brought it to our attention so we could uh, hop on it and fix it. And I welcome everybody to publicly shame me. <laughs> Greg, do you want to discuss why that happened? GD out. no i don't want to discuss why it happened because it's a bunch of nerdy uninteresting things and it would slow everything down more than we already are slowed down no Uh, no 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 i was gonna say you get a pass i mean it was a busy end of the season you had tifo going on and uh, i think i think you've earned the right to have a couple flops hey thanks buddy that's the nicest thing anybody's ever said to me yeah i love you man so well Last episode, we discussed the elephant in the room, and now we're going to talk about the nuclear bomb that's in the room, and that is an ownership update. I didn't realize we're opening the episode with this. Uh, yes. I mean, I feel like it's the most prevalent part. I mean, we could, cool. we could pause and, and change it. No, let's do it. Go. All right. Holy shit. Gavin Wilkinson <laughs> is gone. Mike Golub is gone gone oh did you ever think you'd see the day no and it's we're going to talk about quite a few things uh in the in this part of the the podcast but uh the third update is that merit today has resigned as ceo of peregrine sports however he is still the owner so but as I say to everyone online who is still frustrated with whatever, you have to celebrate the wins. And we've been calling for Gavin and Golub to be gone for quite a while. I mean, Gavin, I mean, since I started going to games, I would see GW outsides. So, <laughs> but in relation to the most recent, you know, debacle, and when I say recent 2015, he's finally gone and finally held accountable. So, so right now there's a, there's a giant, um, subgenre of timber supporters without an identity because like for before all the you knew stuff there was a huge <laughs> group of kids that were like not kids but you know like gw out and that was like their entire online timbers thing blaming everything on wilkinson so um let's uh hang our heads and mourn for those guys what are they going to do now dude this is part of the update. I think I have it down a little bit later when it comes to sponsors, but this isn't just gone from the timbers. Golub has resigned from like everything in public life. He was on all yeah, kinds well, of boards. What's both of them are going to be like, yo, both of them are going to be like that. They're not going to be able to get a job. Not in sports. Not in anything. I mean, Who would probably- hire someone if that's what you're known for? <sighs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's true. It's not like they're multimillionaires. They're just guys with jobs in, yeah, I in know. soccer. People that work for Sam Adams that had a hard time finding a job after Sam Adams was forced out 
um, just because they were associated with his administration. So yeah, it probably might. It's going to haunt them for a while. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, Josh, you're right. Uh, there's there's nowhere they can go. And so here's what I was gonna. Here's one of the things I wanted to ask, which will be semi not controversial, but just awkward to talk about on a podcast. So in those moments. Like and they should feel like they're having dark days. They they should have awful days. How yeah. close do you think any of them would ever be to like harming themselves? Like that's well, like what? Like, they have contracts, it, like, so whatever their contracts were for, you know, they got paid out on them. Yeah, like my point being, it's like the amount of like public scrutiny that you're getting where you live, like. What is a what is a breaking point in that? They're most likely going to have to move. Yeah, where do you move to? Like Alabama, you have to, to move out. It? Yeah, out of any kind of liberal city because they would seem to care more. So, but they already live in Los in Lake Oswego. <laughs> no, yeah, but like farther away, like you know, like out of the state. Oh yeah, this is a weird prompt, Jonathan. I, it's yeah. true though, Weird right? Prompt. Um, like, I mean, at what point, like, is 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 the end for? I mean, if you have to cut this, I'm totally fine with that. Um, yeah. So we can move on. So Let's move what on. Do, what do they do after this? And the the only thing that I can think of in terms of if they leave Portland is they've built so many contacts in South America that they would have the ability to go get jobs in terms of football in South America. Uh, yeah, that's... Wait, is GW going to be Polo's agent? Oh, <laughs> oh that's a burn. <sighs> He'll work with um, Brian Fernandez and that fun video. Oh, did you see what happened to him? Yeah, that kid. Uh, Poor guy. That's uh, a, lot of, a lot of cocaine. I'm sure everybody's listened, but or everybody listening to us has heard, but Fernandez got arrested for throwing rocks at a truck or something. At, yeah. It was a little more than that. He wasn't wearing While he was... Drunk or something. Yeah. Unru- Poor guy, man. Get your mm-hmm. life together, buddy. Um, we should say that. First of all, did any of you guys ever think that was ever going to happen? No, and I mean, if you go to back to the last podcast, all of us were saying, "What do we think is actually going to happen?" And of course, we hope for the right thing. But I think pretty explicitly, you and Greg both said there's no way that he gets rid of Gavin or or Golub. It's hard to remember the timeline of what when what was going on after that point. That at that point, that the last episode, he had just removed those guys from decision making. That was right clubs. before, yeah, before the report got released. All three removed themselves from decision making, so it wouldn't have to be Merritt pulling the trigger on his two homies. Yeah, that's oh, yeah, but yeah. Um, and then the documentary comes out. The report is released. They re- he re- they relieve them of responsible or not not of their duties but they said they're going to sit out and then the next day that documentary comes out and then the next day after the documentary is when those guys got fired um and then yeah and now it's like a week later because it was on a tuesday when that documentary got released and it's now a week later and one of the things I wanted to talk about was from the statement from today um, 
but that this is from not merit who had his own statement, which is like one of the first times he just took blanket responsibility for something other than selling the teams. But I kind of don't like this part, which is the issue of sexual misconduct and abuse is not unique to our organization. It is a league wide problem as demonstrated by our actions. The Portland Thorns organization has shown that it is working to be a part of the solution. And we call on the entire soccer community to unite, to address these issues in our sport. Randy, stop highlighting shit. You're covering up the text with your name. Um, so, <laughs> um, but it's, like the the first sentence, the issue of sexual misconduct and abuse is not unique to our organization. Is just like another like one of those. Oh well, our friends, your friends are bad too. So it's not just me; it's all of us. We're all bad. It's like no, just own being shitty. Well, totally. He's completely true. It's true what he's saying, but it's it. You know, it's come. There's a time. Uh, I'm I'm stumbling over my words, but I know, it's it, it, now it's the time to switch everything. And just admit that. And he sort of is, but he's not. Just stop trying to, like, make yourself look better in any way possible. Just, you know, he he almost did a good job of owning up to everything, but he still, still, still can't do it. Yeah, but when you look at his face when he was doing the interview or when he did this last thing, like, you, you look in his eyes and you see that he's not there. Oh, I didn't realize that was on video somewhere. I was watching something on the news today and it was him talking about it. And like, he has this like blank stare, like daddy will get me out of this. <laughs> not like, not like, Oh shit, I'm in a lot of trouble. Yeah, Daddy's going to buy him a South American soccer team. <laughs> I'm not uh, sold. These are merits words. I think he asked lawyers to write. Oh, sure. Well, yeah. Nothing's actually yeah. his words. So that, I'm not even going to look at it from a stance of criticizing merit. It's just that, that paragraph that I just read was not from merit. That was from the Timbers Thorns, whoever is in charge right now from their PR people. And merit's statement was completely separate of that paragraph. Even so it was like, oh, OK, I'm talking about merit statement, too. Like, I fully yeah. believe that to be lawyers and not merit. Of course it's not merit, but it's like if at least it's what's finally in in public in terms of saying something, even if it is another lie. It's like at least like I take full responsibility, the buck stops with me, blah, blah, blah. The only thing that's really weird to me is that all these dudes are married with daughters. Like yeah. what? Yeah, they're disgusting humans. Yeah. <laughs> We're not talking about the goat. Um She's going to be uh, the the light of your life, Mister Mister Joshua Geyer. She is she's a very interesting character that will challenge you. It's like a gift from God. Um, yeah, so, uh, I don't want to deflect from, but yeah, about those guys having daughters for sure. That's bizarre. But uh, the Chicago team the hired a guy to coach who who had coached. His daughter, like one of those guys that got fired, uh, was the coach of the owner's daughter. And then they knew about the kind of complaints that they had, which is even more. That's like insane. Why would you hire somebody that's a your daughter's coach that hadn't directly abused his daughter, but was accused of that kind of thing? It's just yeah, insane. It all it works like this. It goes money first and then men and then women and then everything else. That's, so <laughs> that's, that's how all these guys think and it's fucking disgusting so excuse my it's, french so sorry for swearing no we've we've de- determined that 
cursing in these instances is appropriate because it is not raunchy, but it is frustration and anger with the with the awful process. It's a disgusting group of people, and they all need to be taken out, the men and the women. And yep. it, it's it there should be a zero tolerance policy going forward. And if anyone does something, they're done. And it should be it should be written in NWSL and MLS's contracts that if something like this happens, you don't get paid out on your contract. You're just done. You're relieved of duty on the spot. Jesus, like I want to say something controversial here, but do we all agree with Josh? <laughs> Is he talking sense? What's going yeah, on? I was like, whoa, dude, that was uh, passion. So, so he's removed himself as from as CEO. So technically, all right, let's let's assume that he's honorable person and that he actually means that, which we all know. Even if you're not the CEO, you and you still own the company, you still have sway over what happens. What sort of, I mean, is that really going to make any sort of difference in how things are run? That's a really, really good question because if, did anyone read the Bill Oram article from today? Uh, No, I didn't. Man, that guy's piling it on merit. It's great. So he is regularly roasting him. Each time there's an update from the Timbers of the Thorns, he writes another article and they're, they're scathing. And in it, he blasts this as, you know, delaying the inevitable of, you know, what should be a sale or what is eventually going to happen. And he's like, Merritt will still own it. Even if his title is not CEO, he still is going to be the person who tells the CEO what to do from an ownership perspective. And he's like, he wrote, what's he going to do? Like only come to the office on Tuesdays and Fridays or, you know, get rid of his CEO parking spot and pay for parking from here on out. He's like, his imprint <laughs> will still be on both organizations. And as long as he owns them, it's still going to be Merritt Paulson's whatever. And he's still going to walk the halls where people are uncomfortable, like all of that. It's a, it's a really good article. And it, he even says like, you know, I, I'm supposed to be bringing current events and bringing new opinions, but this is still the, the way it should go. It's a, it's like a sliding thing. He's just like, well, maybe if I give him, maybe if I give him this, it'll be okay. Well, okay. Maybe if I give him this, it'll be okay. And then until it gets to the unthinkable for him, which is firing, uh, GW and then be like, okay, I've given him that. What else could they possibly want? And then it's like, oh God, it's just not ending. Maybe if I give him this one more thing, it's just like, it is totally delaying the inevitable. And so why do we think that he's reaching this decision? It's because of the, the sponsors must be pulling out, right? Well, even if he's, sure. you know, we were not in the playoffs. The team is probably worth less because of that. This is not the right time to sell. And he's trying to delay until uh, maybe yeah. next season. When, I mean, because all, all the sponsors pull no, out. The sale's not going to happen, even if he was going to sell it right now. It, it wouldn't be like, right, oh, but if you put the team up, right, but you put your team up for sale, you're putting it up for what it's worth now, not for what it could be worth in the future. Us missing the playoffs did not alter the value of the club. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Especially, especially when it's not just the Timbers, it's also the Thorns, and the Thorns were a match away from winning the shield right. and have a really good shot at winning the NWSL championship. Yeah, right. And so any, anybody that decides yeah, but, to buy the team knows that all those sponsors come back when the, w- with a new owner. But what, how much is the thorns worth? 
The joint venture is worth six hundred million. Oh, and that includes the thorns in that. Yeah, that's thorns and Tim. Oh, six hundred eighty-five. Uh, interesting. Million. Interesting. Yeah. So that my my theory is uh, he's going to wait to push for a sale or at least announce a sale. Like I'm sure it's already started, uh, but. My my bet is that he's going to wait until after the World Cup to see what the TV viewership looks like and as the growth of soccer in the U.S. Yeah, that too. franchise could be worth. Right. Uh, and so you take a prospective uh, value and just say like, hey, it's, you know, in another year, this is going to be worth, you know, $100 million. And you have the Men's World Cup and then you have the Women's World Cup next summer. And I think at some point along that time frame, you'll see some type of um, uh, something. But I mean, again, like he's you, you're an owner who can't go to your own stadium. You're yeah. an owner who can't go out right. the field. And- but right. also, that could be the best situation for us because what's a new owner going to, you know, the person, okay, Merritt is an owner who bought the club for what, 20 million? How much did he buy it for? I don't even remember. Like million, yeah, whatever it was. Okay, and now yeah. it's worth almost seven hundred million. The right. person that's the person or people that have the money to purchase a seven hundred million dollar franchise are not good people, no matter what you oh think. So maybe we're actually have what? Anyone else? You think he's the the any, the lesser of all evils? I think maybe him not being able to come to his own stadium or be around people. And still front the bill is probably a good situation for us. <laughs> well, okay. What happens Anyone? if uh, he sells it to his dad outright, and he's no longer? Do you think? Do you think they? Uh, how do you think that's going to go over? Doesn't his dad already own it? Well, he he leaves his his share of it and sells it to his dad. Um. I don't think his dad would want any part of it. His dad owns, I think, more than he does. Yeah, but oh, he's going to sell his share. Yeah, sell his share to the, his. Oh, okay. And then there's also what's that new? Um, hey guys, thought, pause what? really quick. Jonathan just said he can't hear anyone or anything, so I'm going to hit pause and tell him to refresh his feed. So hold on one okay. second. So yeah, then what? Who buys that? Does anybody buy it? I mean, um, it's, I don't know. It, it's possible, but even then, like, it, 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 then it's like a shadow CEO over a like a shadow owner over a shadow owner that is still right. going to control it. Like, I think the point of that Bill Orem article was that Peregrine Sports needs to go from the the two teams completely. Like, forget it. Sure, sure. You guys want to hear a listener question about ownership while we're talking about yeah. it? Yeah. Yes. Uh. Footy soccer at why am why am I a douche at uh, on Twitter? That's not me. That's not me. I did not make that up. Oh no, it's not why am I? It's why I'm a douche. Uh, says has anyone reached out to paraphrasing Ryan Reynolds or Rob McElhenney uh, about buying the Timbers and Thorns? And I just yeah. want to start with I don't want them. What? And they no. also can't afford it. They can't afford it. They definitely well. can't afford it. Do you like they're wonderful and like it's great, but I don't want to be like Wrexham to electric boogaloo. So one of the things to keep in mind is, does anyone know how much they paid for Wrexham? Because I do. I had to look it up. 
Yeah, wasn't it two hundred fifty million dollars? Is that a pack po- of double mint gum? It's like two point five million dollars. Oh, they've dumped more than that into it, but yeah, yeah. yeah but did so, they really? Because look at the sponsors. They did. <laughs> yeah, they, Everything um, is a tax write-off. Yeah, <laughs> but I I think it would be fun uh, to have at least those style of owners or people who are like. When I'm gonna style of owner of somebody that you'd want to hang out with, yeah. <laughs> like, so to the curse at. So the frustrating thing about Mary was I always appreciated that he was engaged and active in the community. He's like the I did, only MLS. I did. Oh, what? What's that? I did too. Yeah, like it was good, but when he turns into this, it sucks. But those guys, like they seem like all right guys, or any like whatever, just someone who is that level of fun who's going to engage with the the fans of Portland. I think is important. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not going to happen for $685 million. It's going to be a group yeah, of a hedge a fund. Group. And they're yeah. going to gut everything and only care about profit. Oh, they're not going to That's not how. That's how it, that's exactly how it works. Oh, it's not how it works. Not with sports teams like that. Nobody they don't eh. try to gut stuff to <sighs> Well, the two other parts that I think are important to talk about in this are what actually changed in the last week that would make Merritt or the leadership team at Peregrine take this step. And that is three, well, two big name players and one bit piece, but all publicly saying that Merritt needs to go. And that's Becky Sauerbrown when she was uh, playing right before playing against England and said anyone who was involved who didn't protect the players needs to go. And that is obviously Merritt Paulson. And that to me is like one of the most impactful statements from a player just because she still plays for the thorns and captains of thorns. So it's that it can't be any more damning than coming directly from her mouth on an international stage, not just like an NWSL, but like that was, that was like a shot heard around the world. Yeah, the amount of people that look up to her. Yep. And then you follow that up with Megan Rapino, who specifically called out that Merritt Paulson shouldn't be an owner. And again, whether you like her or not, shot heard around the world. She has a voice and people are going to listen. And then our man, our number one player on the Portland Timbers, (laughs) George Foshive, who is now this podcast's favorite player ever in, in Timbers Green and Gold, specifically said... He doesn't play for Merritt Paulson or the ownership group or the directors of the company and that they're just employees and he plays for the fans. And that was, even though, again, he's a bit. The wave was on that guy, man. Um, George became my number one timber when he showed up to paint TIFO, not once, but twice. Nice. That's pretty badass. Mm -hmm. Um, I always liked George since the MLS cup days. Yeah. I, Again, it's it's huge. Even if it's not, you know, a star player, in which again they asked um, Dyron Espria about it, and he was very like, you know, it's not up for me to discuss or blah blah blah. But credit to George Fashive for saying that. I'm sure he's probably in some type of trouble uh, for doing that. But it, it's a credit to a, a current player, yeah, actually saying the truth in a public forum. So, um, should, do you want to talk about the sponsors we've lost? Yeah, I mean, that's, again, you have to give a lot of credit to to the folks in SCAN and anyone who was paying attention over the last week. They put together a list of all of the sponsors and the appropriate – what's that? 
I tried to find that. I asked, I reached out to somebody and they, they didn't get back to me. I had my own list, but scans got the list then go to them for the, uh, the definitive list. Yeah. And, and we'll I link to it in the notes. Remember when we talked about that a few months ago? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, it's, uh, it's a definitive list of over 20 sponsors and contact information and. Oh no. I thought you were talking about a list of people that have list of things that have fallen through already. Oh, That's they do. They about. do have that as well. It's it's oh. both. Um, but it the the most important one, uh, which is Alaska Airlines, and that is someone posted some bit of actual finance where apparently every quarter they gave the Portland Timbers and Thorns three million dollars. Hmm. Did you guys read that? And no. they're redirecting that money to the NWSL Players Association. That is correct, and. So in the moment when I read that, I didn't like at first I was like, oh, that's kind of like whatever, dude, like you're redirecting funds. Like, what does that actually mean? And then when you look at the actual amount of money, apparently per quarter, which still seems expensive to me, but um, maybe it's more than just jerseys and it's, you know, stadium rights inside with most of the uh, whatever. But that was a master chess move on their part because apparently the the rumor was one of the lawyers there figured out a way to redirect the money and still have it meet the terms of the contract they had with the Portland Timbers and Thorns. I can't verify that. <laughs> right. Um, but uh, that was my next question is how do they do that legally or maybe it was like maybe they were able to claim some bad faith or something like that i'm sure there's some clause that lets them do that because like in their press yeah. release it's always been about portland community and sports um also even if they break the contract it would look so much worse if peregrine went and sued them <laughs> over those costs. yes right yeah yeah like over the money on. yeah <laughs> yeah like so what? that statement from them came october 9th um and so it yeah, so I mean, this is on Sunday and uh, holiday on Monday, and then you know he's gone today. But I mean, that has to be the 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 nail in the coffin for whatever he was still hoping to hang on to. And I wanted to talk about another thing that happened that same day it was uh, Oregon OISA, which is the Oregon Youth Soccer Association, which is the group that run the largest, I believe, the largest group in in the state of Oregon that. Uh, has their you know youth soccer games um i think there's probably a couple other leagues too but oisa is the biggest one you know that has you know the teams in bend the teams in eugene the teams in portland all those teams together under that umbrella um they also pulled out on that day um I don't think they had a, a a big press release about it, but they somebody reached out to um, the president, and he said, "There's no." He said, "This is a quote. There's no way in God's good green earth that this contract's going to be renewed." It's <laughs> <laughs> so. That's that's uh, and that's that's incredibly incredibly embarrassing for the tim- the timbers you know what i mean because the, the sounders have a relationship with some with uh youth soccer in in seattle and just to have you know the future theoretically future timbers farm teams you know don't want to have anything to do with the, the organization is is just a huge blow from uh, a credibility standpoint i believe yeah and 
just to note, this episode of Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast is brought to you by Directors Mortgage, who apparently canceled their sponsorship, and none of us even knew they were a sponsor. <laughs> right? Oh, I knew, I, oh, being in LO, I know they're a sponsor. It's everywhere. Oh, really? Yeah. And they, um, yeah, like like us, we go. Soccer Club is sponsored by Director um, blah, 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 Directors Mortgage, also. Right. They were the first ones to actually do that. I believe they were the or either them or, or Laurelwood Brewing. It was one of the two. Dan or Danner Boots had had something on the sixth, and Director Mortgage their statement came out on the seventh. Um, two Town Cider also. You may see there's a lot of Two Town Cider inside the stadium. They had a they came out on the eighth and said that they were gathering. This was kind of disappointing it was kind of wishy-washy i don't know if it was just poorly worded or not but they said they were gathering information and observing how the leadership would take accountability offer reparation and implement significant institutional changes in order for us to continue to forward with forward with a partnership so it made it out instead of saying we're not going to do anything until they do this they just maybe sort of poorly worded i don't know but um, and then, yeah, that Tillamook as well. What about the one Carl's Jr. sign? <laughs> yes, that one sign spoke out. Yeah. Uh, Union I'm Wine out. was another one that I didn't even know. I guess Union Wine, they do the, all that wine in a can stuff that you see. Well, again, the amount of sponsors who are bailing, and again, credit to... Um, Scan and I guess to the TA and Rose City Riveters because they've also been pushing this in press releases and finally um, we're like okay we're done playing playing nice at the at the boardroom table everyone needs to step up and and get active and it's happening and it's working so it's it's impressive I love seeing it and I'm sure all of you guys do too but if you really had to pick a future owner for the club that you think could afford it. What monster would you like to come take over? Oh, Elon Musk. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Starlink internet stadium. Jeff Bezos. I don't know. (laughs) Um, Who's got enough money to do that? Nobody. Ghost of Steve jobs. I don't know. Like at this point, I don't even I don't even know because if you think about it, we talked about it in an episode a long time ago. Even Ipswich Rupert Murdoch was, you know, like a hundred million dollars or whatever it was. And so how on earth are the timbers who were quote unquote a small market club, as people would like us to believe, valued at six hundred million? Yeah. Um, it it the number doesn't make sense. Six hundred million without owning the stadium, too. Yeah, just like right. the brand, it's crazy. But again, you know, I think after the last World Cup in the U uh, in the U.S. and then the subsequent years, like it's been getting more and more popular, and more and more people are paying attention. I was talking to a coworker today who was saying, "Yeah, I never used to go to games, and they live in Florida, but he's like, now I go to games in Orlando. It's really fun." The sport is growing, so I could see it being valuable. And again, the thorns. I wonder if the thorns are almost as equally as valuable as the timbers. Mm, no, no. I, I'm sure they're the most valuable NWSL team, though. Oh, definitely. 
Well, speaking of, can you imagine that conversation back in two thousand whatever it was? Hey, Dad, can you loan me twenty million dollars? <laughs> I want to buy. <laughs> it probably was his allowance, anyways. <laughs> right. It happens. Billionaires, man, they just uh, shit. Anyway, I'm sorry. You go, ready. I wanted to say um, the statements coming out of 107ist have surely changed um, recently. They went from they okay. So first of all, they they were catching a raft of shit from everybody for being not from everybody from a lot of people for being too political, and then they were catching a raft of shit for not being political enough for being silent you know everyone was like oh they're rolling over when they had that announcement about uh well we've made some progress and this was a positive meeting we had with with the peregrine sports and so we're going to see what happens something i'm paraphrasing badly um to now uh everything that comes out it's like this is still good but we need paul we need uh to expel Merritt paulson from the ownership which i thought it was was is pretty strong for those guys and i'm su- i was a little bit surprised but they're going for it because there's no there's no rebuilding from that there's no like ah we were just kidding you know what i mean like if he ends up staying that sort of relationship is is sort of soured for good i believe yeah but the the club needs the timbers army just as much as like they need sponsors Man, I don't know. I don't know that they do it, anymore. We're not, you know, we're not a big market. The reason we are what we are is because of the Timbers Army, right? But, and okay. yeah, I mean, yeah, I would agree with you, but I feel like it's gotten so big now, and then the, that it's that it doesn't. If there's a, if the organization called the 107 is disappears through something happening to it. Um, whatever it is i i, th- I think of the people just show up and then they somebody starts leading the chance and then nothing and then the tv spectacles is still yeah, there if they're gone those seats are gone and become um not general admission they're going to become paid seats and that will spread out everyone and there'll be no organization anymore like organization of the fan base uh, i don't like, think I don't, now, I don't now think they're all they're, chunked into one section I don't think they're. I don't think the front office is dumb enough to make that whole thing paid seats. Well, they or would. S- they get paid twice as much, three times as much. That's if they want to sour that relationship. But the, also, that relationship is, you know, maybe in other cities it's not as important. But in this city, I think it's pretty important. Well, what about in like the Nordaka or like uh, what's that in Columbus? The supporters sections are the, those guys have assigned seats. Um, usually, no, usually it's all every, every other stadium I've gone to, they have their, they have an assigned like general admission section. Right. I feel like the reality lies somewhere between what you guys are arguing about, but I'm kind of leaning towards Josh's sentiment and that the 107 is exists now has a good thing going now. Would something eventually fill that vacuum if 107s went away? Sure, but it would take a long time, and there'd be a lot of growing pains. Yeah, I, I guess my point is, is I, I think that it's gone so, gotten so big that I don't think it hurts ticket sales one way or another, or the TV appearance one way or another. 
um, if there's no 107, it's, it just makes us makes this more of a boring organization in the you know, short term. Yeah, yeah. But in the yeah. long term, it could hurt during those aforementioned growing pains. It could hurt. But it's, yeah. It's sort of like the same reason why we didn't get a, a baseball team because it's not a big market. Boring. Baseball's rad. Baseball's becoming huge again. It is. <sighs> okay. Well, well, that's cool. Yeah. So, huh. all right. Well, we're off track. Um, yeah. what's next? Oh, talking about, Oh, Greg, go. Yeah. Greg. Are we done talking about the ownership stuff? Yeah, I, I think so. We covered everything that was on the agenda specifically. And should we, should we start a pool to see what, like a, when does Merritt Paulson sell the club pool? Ooh. Yeah. Let's do it after. Like, <laughs> It'll be after world cup. Yeah. Yeah, let's wait till all that dies down. But do we all think it's actually going to happen? I don't. I I think it's going to happen. I think it probably has already started to happen. Um and he's just been delaying and delaying, delaying hoping, you know, something was going to work out in his favor and it still hasn't. And again, they still haven't even released the NWSL report yet, which I'm sure is going to be even more damning than everything else. And Yeah. Uh, at that point, again, I just don't, I don't see any path where he gets to stay involved. So I but does I, he want to be? Before this happened, before today's announcement, I was under the my gut feeling was that he was going to sell the thorns, but would n- in no way sell the timbers. And I think I think he's going to end up selling both teams eventually. You have to sell both. Yeah. You can't just sell one. Well, I mean, because that's the right thing to do. I just thought he was going to try and, you know, my my thought was that's what he was going to try and do. Just sell the thorns and hold on to the timbers. Yeah, I was thinking something like that, too. But then, like, the two are so combined that you can't get rid of one. Yeah, it's the same entity. That's... The thing, like the leadership structure, the power structure, everything is the exact same organization. And so you can't – if he's a piece of shit at the thorns, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, you're, you're misunderstanding my, my, my point. My point wasn't that I th- I thought he should do that. I'm saying that was what he was going to do. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, it wasn't that he, sh- he should just sell and the thorns and be rid of it. Who owns everything now? There's Peregrine that owns – 85 percent yeah there's that new hedge fund that's like 15 percent or something yeah and there's no other owners right sell Sell the club sell the the club just sell it man you guys ready to move on yes Yes. yeah all right going back to our starting 11 of podcast things we're gonna steal at striker we have timbers lose timbers lose timbers lose <laughs> on oh. decision day 2022 oh, your portland timbers lost three to one to the and uh, not that much hated team but super hated stadium name real salt lake <laughs> yeah boy man hey what about that starting lineup <laughs> all right lineup Three at the back, Bill Tuoloma, Larry Smabiala, and Zach McGraw. Zuprich was out on yellow card accumulation. And, yeah. but what happened? Because McGraw didn't play, correct? 
McGraw did play for a little bit, but we'll get there. Injured. On the on the outsides, we had Mascara and Bravo with Ajala and Paredes in the middle. Diego Chara was out for this one due to what, some stomach funk. They yeah, he went to the here. hospital though. I mean, not just like oh my tummy hurts. He actually had to go to the hospital for it. Uh, we'll put our tinfoil hats on for that in a little bit. Also, I think uh, Jimmy Moreno and Dyron Espria up top. Uh, some Do you notable know who's starting people? at left wing in in our stealing podcasts. Hmm. My man. Dara My man. <laughs> uh, notably starting on the bench, Sebastian Blanco and our lone striker on the roster, Nizgoda. And yikes. Oh, and who else? Eric Williamson. Eric, Eric Williamson. Williamson. Oh, boy. Who did not even. Oh, make with it Gavin gone, maybe um, we won't get rid of him. I, uh, man, I, I, I guess we can talk about, since you brought it up, I can just remember what it was at like 60 minutes in 55 minutes in and we're floundering and nothing is happening. And just everybody that was at our house watching the match, we're all screaming at, at geo sub. Why aren't you subbing in the people that care? Why is Williamson still on the bench? What are you doing? Yeah. It turns out he wasn't injured at all. He was totally healthy. Yeah, and that it was a quote-unquote coach's decision to have him not play. So what ha- What kind of thing... Like, what, what, what kind of thing could you do that would, le- that would ha- cause what? a coach's decision to make you stay on the bench in the most important game of the season? You could ask to not play. That's not a coach's decision. Yeah, I don't think that's a thing. But but you publicly release that it's a coach's decision. Yeah. To protect the player. No. He's dating a thorn. No. And he put up that tweet that said, fuck around and find out. Uh, yeah, but that he doesn't do a soft protest like that. If he asks not to play, he makes a statement about it and knows that it's not a, that it's. My theory not, is that he pooped and didn't courtesy flush. (laughs) And there was still a little floater. Yeah. He stunk out the locker room. People like, you know what, dude, the only people who flush get to play. Um, Hmm. My theory is that (laughs) that that noise from Randy, I'm sorry, was the exact leaving. Yeah. It was the exact face (laughs) that he does with that smiley face with a smirk. That's not a smirk. (laughs) (laughs) It's the uh, the villagers' voice in Minecraft. Geo's leaving, doesn't care. Mm. Liam's coming in and getting rid of everyone and bringing in an all English team. Ooh, <laughs> Liam's bringing happen. in, but but that doesn't play during uh, June yeah. <laughs> through August because of boating season. Yeah, boating yeah, exactly. season, and definitely takes it off for the first few games of the season as well. Yeah, um, you guys want a little accountability? Yeah. Uh, so our predictions, Josh predicted a one, one draw and that the new logo for, uh, America first field wasn't put up correctly. and would fall and kill four people. Did that happen? No. <laughs> the only people that died were the timbers. You forgot. Jonathan, and they forgot about, ins- didn't I say something about like, they, they didn't, forgot they didn't to pay get for insurance. insurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Jonathan predicted the timbers would dominate. <laughs> in a 2-0 win. Oh, it's so sad. We did dominate at losing. 
Yeah, we did. Uh, Randy predicted a 3-2 Timbers win. They would lead the entire match, and the last oh. goal from RSL will be a late goal. And I predicted a 2-1 to one Timbers win that would happen in the dying minutes, and the clan would be disappointed. I mean, I guess... We did have possession. We had a dying minutes goal. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I, I don't, I'm not done talking about Williamson. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Does that make Geo... Is there anything that you could do that makes the coach decide that you shouldn't play on the most important game of the season? Is he if is he trying to teach? Is there any lesson worth teaching Eric Williamson that is no. the weight of him not starting, not playing in that match? In a, no, because it just makes you look bad. Yeah, in a must get a point match. You have to play your best players, and I just uh, it it had to be bad for him to not play him, or at least very very egregious and direct. But uh, as a coach, I think what Josh just said is right. Where it's like it makes the coach look bad. It's like you had Eric Williamson on the bench in a game that you knew you had to get points. So, so is this does this make him a bad coach? Not just this. On Reddit, at Morrisonic, we're pretty sure that's Pat. Hey, what's up, Pat? He hey, asked, dude. is Gio a good coach? Oh. And I think he met that in jest, because they got asked that all the time. Right. Yeah. Um, yes, Gio is a good coach. Gio is the Greg of coaches. <laughs> um, <laughs> man. He did his job. What, I mean, what could he have possibly said? What, I mean, did, was, did Williamson say... He, his his statement about everything was that Geo statement was kind of wishy washy. You guys, after all that, do you re- remember that statement from Geo? It was kind of like, no, oh, Gavin's always been here to support us, of course, but we have daughters and this is a tough time or something like that. Is I that think what- that's him just trying to placate everybody <sighs> and not take a side publicly and. Yeah which would lead me to question why you wouldn't take a side publicly in that moment, um, which is, I guess, a part of uh, the end of this conversation. But there's I whatever it was, it was crazy. And uh, I hope that we can find out at some point what actually happened or someone in the know will tell us what exactly happened. But uh, I again, it's a. So the question, is Gio a good coach? I think, yes, Gio is a good coach. I think he blew this game with his lineup choices, and maybe that's on purpose and maybe it's not. But even, like, if you're in a must-win or must-get points game, like, thinking about Atlanta United and how they benched Joseph Martinez uh, after he flipped a table full of food, which I'm disappointed about because there might have been some good food on that table, um, and they benched him for a game. I bet you if the next game was a make or break for the playoffs, they would have held that suspension for the time being and said, go out there and get us a goal or whatever. And Or was Gio um, maybe doing a lineup like that, staying like really just like F you to the whole front office? It's also yeah. possible. Uh-huh. I mean, he didn't have – I mean, he didn't have a like you ton guys of choices. Up. In Gio's post-match presser, he didn't seem thrilled. About about missing the playoffs. Oh, so it doesn't. It didn't look like he tanked it intentionally. Yeah, I I didn't get that impression either. He did seem oddly without emotion during the whole thing while everything was crumbling around us. 
At least he wasn't clicking a pen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, well, well, that's me. <laughs> so again, Blanco. Well, that's Spetzer like, clicks the pen. <laughs> let's move off from Eric and Gio and talk about Blanco, who again was on the bench. Needs to go. Which, of course he does. And that was the thing after last year when, again, I've been very pro, like, he, we shouldn't assign him to a DP contract last year for this season after his really good playoffs, which, again, they should have just given him some kind of ridiculous bonus and said, you know, we'll give you 1% of the team for what you've done. And I mean, I know not really 1% of the team, but just something as opposed to signing him to a DP contract. But again, the guy who almost single-handedly got us to the finals last year is the same guy who couldn't deliver on anything in, in when it mattered. It just looked so off. Chelsea had a thing a few years ago. Oh God, maybe it was like 10 years ago now, where um, if you were over, I think once you hit 30, you only can be on a one-year con- – you can only get a one-year extension on your contract every year. Oh. And – it's a smart move because, you know, like someone like, for example, Drogba, like he played for another like 10 years after that on a one year extension every year. And I named my cat Lamps and my other cat Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, everyone was on a one year contract and eventually, you know, the player would get sick of that and move on. And at a certain point, that's what you should do, because who wants a 30 something year old player playing? You know, when you can get some new academy player. But like Jonathan said, the guy who got us into the playoffs yeah. last year. Right, but look what he did this he year. Got so, <laughs> yeah, but so if he was on a one contra- one year contract, you you would not. Okay, yeah. I, so this right, but he would also be playing for that contract. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, I mean, nobody plays. That guy doesn't not play hard. You know what I mean? That's not like he's like, oh man, I'm. I got my bank roll. I'm just going to take it easy. I told he's playing you guys, as good as he can. Yeah, I told you mentally guys that he or physically. Stop posting pictures on Instagram. <laughs> I've been having <laughs> time with everyone and needs to be at the gym Yummy. doing push-ups. And he didn't. So he instead he was like, I'm going to go on a boating holiday with Liam. And uh, we're going to get drunk on the open waters of Lake Oswego. Yeah. So um, I had thought during that match, I, th- I saw Bravo sort of casually w- jogging back um, when a guy blew past on the right side. And I thought, what is he doing? Is he not? Is he giving up? But um, some people were saying that he was limping. Oh, really? And that's why he I got Bravo had a good match. That. Bravo's the best. Bravo's our best player. But you, do you remember the time I was talking about, though? When they had they had a break down the right side, and he sort of casually stroll, you know, jog back to not be there in place to cut. I off do not a, explicitly a, a remember cross. that. I just remember feeling like overall he had a pretty good. And match. then, sure, yeah, not too long after that, he got subbed off for hopefully the last time we'll ever see this guy, Jose <laughs> Carlos Van Rankin. Yeah, ouch. What's his contract? Uh, He's he's just out here through the rest of this season. They signed him in the middle of the summer, just to the end of this season. Maybe that's why we um, purposely didn't go to the playoffs, just to get rid of him earlier. 
so we didn't have to pay his huge salary for an extra month (laughs) Uh, about injuries and somebody alluded to earlier zach mcgraw left really early was that 20 something minute zach mcgraw goes off with a has anybody heard what it actually was was it a hamstring pull i'm gonna go back to conspiracy theories and it's do we ever hear what happens no, we'll There's hear about no transparency. transparency. No transparency. Starting at central defender, <laughs> the other center back is our own podcast. Transparency. <laughs> so, so we have like don't we have like a five man back line on our podcast <laughs> yeah, starting clearly. eleven? We'll never know. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah. Too. You know who didn't give up? My man, oh, my man. <laughs> Dude, we never should get rid of him. Give up. <laughs> He's a leading scorer. He's just no. always there he... when, like, we sort of need him. I think that was just him saying, "Hey, don't forget, I'm Senior Octobre." <laughs> exactly. He'd... Yeah. Is he's he not our, our leading scorer. scorer of the season now? <laughs> Good question. Let's look. <laughs> not true. He was tied for uh, today's episode. Is brought to you Jur- by Google. Journalism. 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 Starting at right wing. Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Journalisms. Journalisms. Oh shit! I mean, what's that one going to be? Is that a? Yes, Dairon Espria leads the leads the uh, team with ten goals. Nizgoda, who yep. hasn't scored since June, uh, has nine goals. Blanco has seven. Moreno has seven. Tuiloma has six, which is why Tuiloma or Moreno deserve new strikers player of the year. But that's another thing. Uh, Jimmy Chara has four. Fogasha has two that he scored in one match. Loria has two. Paredes has two. I don't even remember Paredes scoring this year. Zach McGraw has a goal. Felipe Mora has a goal. And Jose Carlos Van Rankin has a goal. Was with the Timbers. And that's it. That's, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, how about that guy? Um, I think we should save a lot of this stuff for um, f- for the next episode, which is like the off-season sure. review and and preview but very good commentary just because again uh that's not enough goals from your players but anyway um one question i have to ask which is also related to the off season is do you think after this loss does geo keep his job no do you think geo could keep his job if he wanted to i don't think he wants it yes yeah, that's that's the thing. That's a, an important distinction. He will not be here, but, but so he does not get fired. So you think he's going to resign on his own accord? Well, he probably already has another gig. Yeah, actually, who would, who would even make that decision? That's... Ned Grabovoy would have to make that decision until somebody until they hire a, a permanent CEO, which they are which allegedly looking for. Which leads me to another for. question, which is not here, which is: Is Ned Grabovoy just as bad as the other ones? Yeah, we're going to get Will Johnson as the new um, CEO. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Um, So Ned Grabovoy has been around and has clearly clicked with that crew of Paulson, Golub, and Wilkinson, and they find value in him. And I'm sure he was hanging out with them when they're having a lot of these conversations. And is he equally as complicit as those, just not publicly? No, I think he's not. He's too young. Uh... 
Like he's too. No, oh, sorry, too I, too fresh. He's he's a scout. He's not. He's he's he in an employee of recruiting scouting, a paycheck. Right? I'm not gonna lay anything anywhere near him without he, yeah. an iota of evidence suggesting. Right. He's and he's not in those kinds of positions to have um, power over anybody, really, unless it's unless it's before they're hired. But even he, yeah, now he is. Um, hey, uh, s- s- starting at, um, I guess, uh, holding midfielder for podcast things we're going to steal, although this isn't really podcast related, is referencing uh, stories in the <laughs> Onion, or the Nutmeg News, sorry, Nutmeg News, uh, Merritt Paulson appoints Calvin Wilkerton Someone has as to turn off their dildo of Thorns and Timbers. Yeah. It was my neighbor's dryer. Uh. Are you living in your neighbor's laundry room? <laughs> I'm I, recording in my basement. Yeah. <laughs> and a thin wall the bottom. <laughs> A thin wall. <laughs> and when you say your basement, do the people upstairs know you live here? This is my flat. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's really good. All right, so did we did we give up on that? Are we done? We don't yeah, know. I guess. Yeah, I mean, were, was anyone really that? I mean, it was a weird feeling losing that match. I've, I can remember other seasons when it's come down to decision day and we haven't made it. It's 2016 the last time. I want to say. Oh, God, that was a horrible season. Hey, but we got, we got the Cascade. I think cup. 2014 Yay. we had. Yay. And Seattle got a Champions League victory. Yay. Uh, yeah. No. Uh, a common. A common thing that is going around seems to be it was like this season has we've been through a lot and and it sucks to lose it sucks to put on such a crappy performance um but a lot of people are sort of don't mind that it's over what about the thorn season um, randy i gotta tell you what about the thorn season did you guys watch that match no i'm a horrible thorn. did anybody watch it you're actually a pretty good Thorns fan, I thought. Yeah, that's true, because I did go to an away match uh, this year. What? what? I did God, man. That was uh, – what, what away City? match did you go to? Oh, Angel City. Um, I should have probably been able to that. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm the only one that watched that. That was another horrible or really disappointing um, – and last game of the season, we had a chance to win the shield, and um, all we needed to do was beat a very poor team. I think had never right. beaten us I... before, possibly. And um, yeah, and we and they scored first, and then we turned around and scored almost immediately afterwards and then scored again. And so it was like, Oh, this, the slumbering giant has woken up and then we scored again in the, in the second half. And they're like, Oh, we're just going to, we're going to cruise past this thing. Cool. And then they just cool. sort of fell apart and ended up in a draw. And so the dreaded, um, I think they still call the Seattle rain or the Tacoma rains. Yeah. Oh, well, Oh, OL rain. Yeah. 
uh, those guys. Ended up I did watch the match actually when they clinched. I, and then I turned it off when they scored that tire breaker, and I was just like, "Oh fuck this!" Oh yeah, so I was pretty late into it. Um, Midge Purse was uh, former Thorn. Midge Purse was influential in uh, making that. Well, tie I think happen. we should talk about who the the clear like best player for the thorns this year, which is Sophia Smith. And she is on fire for not only the thorns, but also the women's national team. And she, uh, it's really exciting because she's still pretty, I guess, pretty young. I don't journalisms. I don't know what her age is, but I mean, definitely a breakout star this year and uh, to score a PK and then a goal right after, and then to have you know just played against England, uh, where she got the the lone goal for the women's national team, which should have been a two two tie because that freaking offside VAR call was bullshit. But the it's it's exciting to see because if they can build around her for the future, I think she's the right player to do that with, and uh, like the sky is the limit. Hey, listeners, uh, comment, uh, leave your comments with uh, how you feel about us segueing into Thorns covers <laughs> like we do it every week, well, pretending you know, like I, we do it all the time. Building the agenda for this week and trying to think about what was relevant to talk about. And like, uh, we have received uh, not cri- like critical feedback, like I guess it is critical feedback, but um, like constructive feedback saying, Hey, like you've been focusing a lot of the time on, you know, the goons and not the the women who you're trying to yeah. say you're protecting. And then there we have the like the premier NFL right. team in our backyard. And I think it's fair that we uh, try to give it a, a better a better shot for the future and cover a little bit of the thorns, even if it's still like a Timbers focused podcast. Well, I I actually had wanted to bring bring that up but the the last match or the last podcast that we did i can't remember yeah but just like all that crap going on with the with the front office made me totally for you know we we got into that episode and then um all of a sudden it was like um we sort of forgot about other things i forget there was a lot of stuff that we wanted to talk about but there was bombshells last week that we yeah we just uh yeah, well, sort of overtook everything. I think the most important thing is at least we have one team making it to the to the postseason, and uh, we don't know who their opponent will be yet. But it won't be until October. Be either Houston or um, journalism, ah, Kansas um, City, and yeah. So, what do you guys think about people? There's a there's a hubbub about this. Um, there's a hubbub of people. What it is is, we should we should support the players by showing up to this match, to this home playoff match. To we should not give Merritt Paulson um, any more money. And uh, there's a little bit of bickering going back and forth. Between we need the to show base. up. Where do you guys stand? He already has the money. Yeah, uh, we need you, to show right? up. The the sponsors uh, is what is going to hurt Merritt more than our tickets. Uh, but the sponsors pulling out does yeah. not hurt the players. Empty seats hurts the players. We need to show up and support them. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. 100% the right answer to, for me, too, is uh, if they need it now, I mean, they definitely need it now. If um, 
if we don't show up, then what's it for? What's it? You know, they're doing well. Yeah, you need the, to support them. I think the fact that Becky Sauerbrunn used her platform to say that and is you know again for, for the thorns, I think is enough to say, hey, the players are 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 with us and you know they were le- like saying like you know nothing before they were dead like they were silenced and now that they're not and they're saying things it, even more so should you go and support after she called publicly for the removal of Merritt Paulson I'll be on a plane to Austin Texas yeah. so I will unfortunately miss this match but if they make it to another round and it's at home then I will definitely go Listeners, if you are on the fence about going, us at Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast are giving you the okay. Go to the match. <laughs> yes. We have called your call your have your whoever it is yeah. they can call us instead of your dad. And let us uh Jonathan, that that is the only it's semifinals, right? That's a semifinal, and so if they win the the they go to the finals, which will be at not at home because it's at a neutral location. Oh, right. I forget where that Dang is, it. which is dumb. It should be at the home at this point. It should not be at a neutral location. Yeah, I agree. I think all sports should be at like if it, if it uh, in LA, in LA, all sports should be in LA <laughs> or at Chelsea at Stanford bridge. It's the only, yes. Oh man. We got to talk about this the is, Dodgers. We neglected to mention this. We made fun of uh, Texas and California last year for not having any teams in the playoffs, and this is the first time since 2015 that there has not been a that there will not be a Cascadian team in at the Cup, and the first time since the Sounders joined the league in eleven, no nine, two thousand, no, 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 nine, 11? yeah. Nine that there has not been a Cascadian team in the playoffs, and we finished uh Timbers in eighth, White Caps in ninth. Remember, a few weeks ago, we were third, (laughs) so we're still we're kings of Cascadia still twice to me this that season. If the results had gone our way on decision day and we had won, we could have still finished in fourth. Like that's, yeah, the, the yeah, parody in this crazy. league is kind of boring, but also exciting. Uh, I mean, that's the best part, I think. No, dude, I love the parody. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so dumb. Um, it's not dumb. You're dumb for wanting one. The real question is: constantly. Should we make a sexy calendar? Yes. Do you let's let the listeners decide. Yeah. The yeah, in an episode where we're talking about uh, sexual harassment, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, we're, we're Randy, also going to talk Randy, about I making think you a misunderstood sexy Josh's, calendar uh, proposition that we yeah, not with people, do, with us. We each yeah. get three months. Yeah, we're going to do a charity fundraiser and do a sexy calendar, and in it, Josh will be laying upon a bed of roses in one of those uh, photos. So, yeah, if the listeners want this, we'll make it. 12 months of us posing like... You could, yeah, that it, you could be a, a sexy on, firefighter. On a, a yeah. red leather. The amount of man boobs in this calendar is going to be grotesque. It's, it's going to be rated NC-17. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents have to order it for you. Yeah. Uh, all Even right. If you're 30. Yeah. Well, 
we can definitely uh, we can definitely move on. And this episode is so long that I will just skip my World Cup stuff because uh, it's not relevant to everything we just spoke about. Um, so. Hey, speaking of Wrexham, somebody said that games, uh, their FA Cup match is going to be on oh, no shit. ESPN this Saturday. No, no. Are you guys going to watch that? We, I, we don't even, I don't even watch Shrews. No, too much yeah. parody. <laughs> I, want, I want to watch it, but uh, I, will, uh, I will not be home. So. Yeah, Are yeah, you guys good, watching, watching Wrexham? Have we talked about this? Have we talked about this? What, dude, watch, watch the FA Cup game going if you're not London. on your way to – where are you going, Jonathan? First, what are you going there for? On Saturday. Oh. Hey, you know it's in. Oh God, I'm going to get Ooh. this wrong. You know who's in fourth place? Ooh, in Burnley. the championship. Yeah, uh, haven't lost a championship match. Well, they have. They've got one loss in the last twenty fourth place in the championship. Total. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, <laughs> all the one loss. Yeah, they've all got the all European draws. Team and, talk and at the moment. I would also like to talk about Ipswich Town Football Club, and they released an all-black kit, which is awesome. It sold out, and of course, I got one because I waited online and for like seven hundred people in front of me to order before me. However, they are in second place, and they are cruising. And I am going to predict that they are going to win automatic promotion to the championship. So oh damn! When Burnley doesn't get wow. promoted, and when Ipswich does. We will have our own Northeast Portland Derby Day. <laughs> Derby. Derby. <laughs> uh, Burnley's a totally different team this year. Yeah, because it's all new players. Recognize them. I didn't recognize Mostly them. because you've never seen them play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So, That's true. Um, well, Greg, do we have any other listener questions that you feel are important to discuss? There's a few there's a few we should probably hit really quick. Uh, a lot of people just jump straight to off season and silly season talk. Yep. And I want to tell we'll, you guys, we'll that next it's going to be a long off season. We will yeah. continue doing episodes. We'll break stuff down. Oh yeah. Our predictions oh, yeah. episode. We'll have a positions needed episode. There'll, there'll be a lot of stuff anyway. Um, and also, uh, don't tell people what we're doing. Outer roses is going to steal our ideas. Yeah. <laughs> What did we steal from them? We all uh, stole drinking. Starting at right wing of stuff we're stealing is calling out other podcasts. Um, <laughs> we talked oh, about damn. we talked about Eric a little bit ago, but uh, Adam James Miller on Twitter asked if Jonathan can use his geo contact to get, to get the inside scoop on the Eric controversy. Oh, uh, and no try. journalist seven one 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 on Reddit asked a similar question uh hey no journalists we're not either yes yeah. so are we gonna make fun oh of the we're getting there we're getting there we're getting there we're lazy so jonathan why for, didn't you okay. get your inside scoop from geo's homie i have yet, not yet built up the stones uh to send that text message <laughs> shocker i tried to use my inside scoop and my inside connection <laughs> and i got nothing yeah, bummer from it uh and then i already already mentioned pat's comment so i guess the only other one left is uh goes i'm high on reddit told us to stop sourcing content ideas for our podcast when we have literally four people to come up with topics lazy 
And I want to just start this off with saying Josh never comes up with topics. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So we have three, not four. <laughs> you know, we're 115 three. minutes into this episode, yeah. an hour, 15 minutes into this episode, and I just looked at the notes. <laughs> I, yeah, we were talking about this in capacity planning at work the other day. This is going to be very relevant for this discussion when we're having someone who's leaving the organization and everyone's like, oh, my God, what does that do to our capacity model? Like, how do we continue to do this? Do we hire right now? And the answer was like, that person wasn't very good. And it took everyone else more effort to pick up the slack. And so yeah. kind of Josh is that person for us. And so I wouldn't even call us like three solid minds. <laughs> I would call us like 2.2 solid minds. So it's almost a 50-50 draw in terms of, you know, ideas. And second thing I will say, because this comes directly to me, sir, that insult is I build this agenda every week. And then Greg, the day of or the day before, posts on Reddit saying any specific questions. But the topics are all original, except yeah. for all the ones that we stole from other podcasts. That's right. Uh, I'm going to steal one from a Wonderland comment. Um, somebody asked, what teams are we, now that we don't have to pay, now that we can watch soccer for fun, uh, what teams Not are we going to follow in the playoffs? Yeah. And um, my answer to that question is Nashville. I want LAFC to win it all. Uh, FC Cincy. I would love for a team that Ah, started out in MLS Uh, winning three straight wooden spoons to just take it all. (laughs) That's true. That's that's pretty cool. You shut your mouth. You shut your mouth hole, Randall. Um, Um, Shout out to uh, listener... Jeff Sabatini, who hates everything that has to do with Ohio. That, uh, oh, it's kind of like Greg in, um, in Minneapolis. That's awesome. Um, uh, he hates specifically Greg hates the freaking me- oh. loons. Okay, but you don't you don't. I've hate never been Minneapolis, there, but I still so. hate it. Or do you, Greg? Yeah, I mean, that's fair. Why not? Why, man? Yep. Do you hate bands? From, I hate you hate all them. the bands from Minneapolis, too? You hate... You hate Prince. You hate every one of them. You hate the replacements. Shittiest bands in the world. (laughs) Prince was a nothing. Uh, I am rooting Uh, for Austin. uh, You guys going to see Blink 182 when they come to town? Oh, they're not coming here. Never mind. Blink 401k. Is that what the the graphics someone said? Yeah. Yeah. I I would like I would like to see Austin do well in uh, in this in this playoff because why anyone because. There is supporters culture and the, the city buying into Austin FC is uh, is pretty good. And what about their uh, owner? Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, that guy? That guy. yeah, good call, Josh. Do we hate what him? about that son of a bitch? Anthony Precourt. What the Yes, he's the guy that him. tried to move Columbus. A... Yeah, I don't give a fuck about Columbus. Like that is again Clearly. Oh Caleb Porter, we gotta talk about Caleb yeah. Porter got fired, he man. Fired. Um, Wait, was, he did? I didn't even know. Why? I didn't even know that. Years removed. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday. Today. And was it going back to college? Yeah. I don't know. While we're on that uh, on Reddit, Zarcasm one asked, "Might Caleb be considered a position of leadership in PTSC?" <laughs> to no. which I wanted to reply with a whole oh. lot of rolling on the floor emojis, but thought that I might look like a dick, <laughs> so I didn't. <laughs> uh, um, 
Yeah, poor guy, man. Two years away from uh, winning the whole thing. He's back to being and, a loser. Uh, missed the playoff Three for the next the two years, years and that's it. He won every. Yeah, he won it I all won last year. One of those years. So, <sighs> do they fire I, uh, Schmetzer? Then? I don't know. That'll be interesting. Um, yeah, Schmetzer should be fired. Well, Caleb Porter, <laughs> again, it's not specifically his fault what happened on the field, but the again, the, the not being able to finish out games they were winning. And again, Silent Lake the Timber is so close to making the playoffs. And if he had, he'd be fine. But three out of four years, no playoffs, one year a cup run is probably not enough. Not knowing well, how to. Not, yeah, huh. he, he's probably, a college coach at best. Not enough. Yeah. So. He has two MLS cups. I mean, yeah, two MLS cups in seven years. How many years of coaching? Yeah, I know. Man. Can you do math? Seven or eight. So, all right, guys. The closing track, and this is for you, Randy, because I know you're going to hate it, uh, is by a band called Shockwave. <laughs> Uh, and this, uh, they're from the late 90s and they are one of those angry hardcore bands and the song is called The Ultimate Doom and I'm sure it's going to be uh, easy to understand all the words and there's going to be varied beats to the and it timing. does not have any breakdowns breakdown for sure no breakdowns I thought to. The Ultimate Doom was a WWF tag team from the mid 90s <laughs> yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. And Shockwave also so, from the nineties. Uh, <laughs> Shockwave was a transformer. Yeah, well, that's true. So, Greg, I well, I, I prefer to think they named it after <laughs> Shockwave. <laughs> oh man, when's the last time we saw a Shockwave pop up? Um, uh, so I did send Greg the lyrics. In so, if anyone wants to actually read them, it is very fitting for what our current feelings are as a supporters group. So it is relevant to the current times um and uh the anger level is appropriate uh for or the aggression level of the song is appropriate oddly enough there are christian hardcore bands which i didn't know why yeah, so angry dude, jonathan you're the rich only time i get to be angry is with music sounds good if you um want to respond to jonathan you can send him an email at portlandvanity at gmail.com hey josh you can leave him a what yeah do you want to know the dodgers know. score yes it's five nil in the fourth. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> it was two nil when we started. What was for baseball? Uh, hey, Jonathan, do you think it's funny that Greg says uh, baseball scores say, nil? I don't think that's an appropriate terminology. You, it's not, but it works. It's fun. <laughs> five nil. Leave us a voicemail at Whatever. 503-583-4235. Yeah. Our Facebook and Instagram are Portland Vanity. Our Twitter is PDX Vanity Soccer. Our Reddit is Greg. And um, we have a, a Spotify playlist. Just search Radio Free PVSP and you can listen to groovy tunes like this one The Ultimate Doom by Shockwave. Mm-hmm. Early 90s Christian post hardcore band. Yeah, it's, uh, late 90s, <laughs> mid 90s. Late 90s. Yeah. All right, Pre- emo. Merit, sell the club. Yeah, uh, shopping curiosities. Sell, sell it. This? Sell it. <laughs> <laughs>